0: Podcast, and this is a we're rethinking. Typically, we rethink what we've talked about on a Sunday, a teaching kind of thing. But we're not doing that. This is totally different. This goes back to our, our old days as outdoor podcast people. I wasn't even on that. Yeah, you we weren't on that. Thanks for the invite, guys. Yeah, You're no are not really supposed to be on this one. To <laughs> get this set here. Oh yeah, I was like, <laughs> I definitely want to be a part of this. So. But we did on that podcast. We we talked to Ron, uh, Ron Slifer. Yep uh several times and he was a big part of that and we put on some a couple of banquets which we're we're going to do again that's awesome and he spoke on, and does dog tracking uh probably don't have to introduce you ron You're, you're a celebrity <laughs> seems to be right now lately with what's recently happened anyway Well, that's
1: why we wanted to have you in and do a special podcast. That's why
2: we brought some Casey's Donuts. These guys,
1: perfect. When you sent me that text picture earlier, uh, there's no way I'm missing this. I'm going to be right here. You bribe me with Casey's Donuts. A dozen a day, Ron. You guys knew. But you got to be
0: careful because you're not tracking right now. Sure. Okay, and a dozen donuts will start to add up
1: but i do see the diet one there with the sprinkles on yeah it. that's yeah. a diet special diet that, <laughs> I, that one's mine <laughs> i can so.
0: say no carbs or sugars in that yeah, yeah. yeah. So. special donuts from jeff cases. got the special
2: <laughs> they are,
1: they <laughs> are uh, tracking fuel oh. <laughs> that is right absolutely and there's occasions in every little town you know that, that's what makes it are fun. all the donuts the same uh, pretty, did, pretty close. I was going to say, pretty I didn't, close. Yeah. Is Consistency. There a, he knows. Is there a Ron quality, you, you know there a what, quality rating? A, yeah, there is, but what's a bummer is it's, some of the, some of the cases don't have ice, ice cream and some of them do, you know, uh, it's such a bummer when hmm. they, you go to one, and they don't have the ice cream and you mm. want ice cream. So, yeah. So you're the guy getting, uh, wait a second. Uh, you're, <laughs> the guy, you're the guy buying a dozen donuts and, and, ice cream. and soft serve, huh? Uh, you know, you, <laughs> I run a lot. You know? yeah, I really do. <laughs> yeah, have to. And by the way, Casey sponsorship—that would be nice. I mean, oh, mean, the I Casey's. think we should tag them in the description. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. How many
0: how many tracks a year have you averaged the last few years?
1: I would say, on average, probably anywhere from 130 to 140. Yourself? On yeah. That, so that's with me and Gary going okay. together. So okay. that mm-hmm. that's total tracks of what we'll do. 104. Wow. So yeah, there are some days we'll do upwards of ten to twelve tracks. You know, it just depends. We never know how long each track's going to be or how far we got to drive to the next one. We try to do it logistically so, as possible.
2: How you does know. that fit into your like life? You know, <laughs> what life? Is, so yeah. so I, you, you know, Jeff and I did your wedding. Yeah. What a year ago. Yeah. They're, yeah. August yeah, August. yeah. August. August twenty first.
1: So. So yeah. So. I kind of led Tara. We dated for two years and was engaged, and so, so she's seen two years of this happening. You know, broke her into this. This is what—that's a key word, <laughs> broke. <laughs> and actually, she enjoyed it. I mean, she—it's she, stressful to her for me to be gone and then not know where I'm at half the time, worried and stuff. You know, that those kind of well, things.
0: You're, you're kind of accident prone.
1: Yeah, it. it yeah, or yeah. things
0: follow you around. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, and that, that's what the, year was it? You were on your way to church on your motorcycle. Yeah.
1: 2016. 2016. Yep. And got smashed. Yeah. Yep. And I did, and that ended up being pretty bad, of course. You know, we talked about the maggots and the infection and stuff. But... <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, <laughs> folks, folks who don't know this story
0: need, we got to back
1: up a moment. <laughs> oh, oh just... that's
0: gross. Maggots. Yeah. Oh, so so he. it's not bad enough to get smashed by a car on your motorcycle. Your right leg?
1: Yep, right leg, correct. Right.
2: That once had
0: a rough... I don't know. There's more to that story that you don't multiple know Multiple surgeries, this, right? multiple, I mean, yeah. pins, yeah. the whole thing yeah, wired so. back together. Missed a tracking season. Yep. Which was rough.
1: Yeah, it was right September 18th, I
0: think, was the day it happened. Right. And then it, the the leg isn't just that it's crushed, it gets maggots in it.
1: Yeah. Ugh. So, mm. yeah, but as you said, I'm out a whole season. And that's a bummer thing. You know, it's like, He's I train. He's gonna let that lay. He's not gonna talk about it. But oh, I got pictures. We can show pictures. No. But, <laughs> but you know, you, you train with your dog, and you work yourself up to that certain time of year. You know, those three and a half months of, of bow season and hunting season, and then you're out. I knew I was sidelined. There was mm-hmm. nothing I could do. Just totally de- very demoralizing. You know. And I, why it happened, I don't know. You know, I have. Everybody says you was burning the candle at both ends, and maybe the good Lord is trying to slow you down a little bit. I, I don't know, but I know one thing that did draw me clo- closer to Christ at the time. You know, it did. I, I, I was flat on my back and picked up the Bible and read the Bible a lot more at the time and stuff and helped me through that, you know, but then f- flash forward the following season, we come out and had the best tracking season ever. Tons of great stories, tons of recoveries, best ever. Just unbelievable.
2: Hmm.
0: I'm trying to remember that the, you tracked one for my son that end up being your longest track yep. even Fifth, yet to
1: date? Fit, yep, 52 hours old.
0: Was well, that 18? or? I don't remember. I th-
1: I, somewhere around in there.
0: About 2018. I can go back and look at the pictures. Well, i so, while we're talking. Wh- what did I
1: nickname you back then? It was the, the patient preacher. <laughs> that <Don't laughs> was a lie. He, he was calling me all the time. So when, when are you different than the nickname we used you know? <laughs> 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 Well, you might have been like me on that later. <laughs> so, Ron, how
2: long have you, how long have you been tracking... And what made you get into it in the first place?
1: So this would have been our, our 10th year. You know, we have these, well, I'm not wearing one now, I'm wearing the hoodie actually, but we, we created these shirts, Decade of Dio, right. Uh 10 years of putting bucks in trucks. So it's been 10 years. Okay. And that's when I got deal, and then we started doing our thing. And uh, the reason we got into that was, it's just a, a mishap I had one year. And that was probably in two, uh, 12 years ago, but shot a big buck in the evening and thought I'd put a good hit on it, and we tracked and tracked and tracked, and I, I really don't think, looking back at it, I don't think it was mortally wounded, was okay. probably a high back hit, but we tracked, and I felt horrible, you know, and I'd lost a few deer in the past, and I did know that, that tracking dogs were legal, and they know I had a friend that did it, Dan Hilly, and he kind of, we got together, and, and I started training, but essentially, it was from shooting and wounding that deer, it just ate at me so much, hmm. and at that point, I'd, excuse me, been a bow hunter for 26 years, and... Okay and really gave all that up you know I, I worked this dog i trained this dog Dio, and i, I told myself well i want to have the best dog I, I could have i'm gonna have to quit bow hunting and and just hung the bow up and, and strictly went straight time tracking so that really helped i think you know with with mm-hmm. us doing that all the time
0: i think you're being a hunter and the passion you bring to the pursuit of the deer i mean that's to me that's what's special i mean deal was I told you a little while ago you're good, but he he was special.
1: <laughs> he was he was a character of his own. He just he was something
0: else. The dog know? was so incredibly driven. I remember when we I'm looking for the picture still here, but yeah. when we when we finally got I'll be careful what I say here. I don't want to be where we were. <laughs> we got permission to cross a property line. Yep. Let's put it that way, and uh, and pursue this deer that we knew by that time most likely coyotes had found and stuff, sure. but still wanted to. Complete the story. Get get the closure. Yep. Yeah. It. Fifty-two hours. We we crossed some set aside, which you know we as people have our time tracking through. The dog just lights up, Mm -hmm. and then we hit an open field, and Deal was running, (laughs) like running, pulling. (laughs) Yeah. You know, this has been this has been over two full days.
1: Yeah. Just absolutely an amazing. Conditions were well that day. That helped us a lot and stuff. And it just. it's amazing to watch a dog do that you know in our mind to comprehend how that dog's doing it's just it's just unreal Hmm. you know the things that that a dog can do sometimes Dio deal was special you lost Dio back july 31st last last july and and that was a it's been a rough year actually this year i lost teddy early on in january which was dio's son and he had got poisoned you know and we knew his life was probably going to be shortened and we got six years out of him And he was kind of the backup dog behind Dio, and we did do some tracks with him. He was finding deer, but Dio was the A-dog. He was my main dog. If if a hunter was going to call me, that was the dog I was going to take, the best dog I had. So we lost Teddy in January, and then just all of a sudden, just crazily, it just happened one night, Dio passed away. You know, I seen him 10 Mm -hmm. minutes before he passed. He's perfectly fine. Go around the shed and find him dead, you know, and just, it really... It really hurt, you know. Just I just couldn't believe it, you know. And to to give CPR to somebody that you love, you know. I love that dog. Just always jokingly say, he was a son I never had after having three girls, you know. And you saw the bond that me and Dio had, and it just and that's part of a relationship. If if you've got a working dog you establish such a great bond, you know, and we did. We could, you talk about the drive that he had, you know, and I'd have that drive too. We would feed off each other and, and we could communicate without talking. I, could, I knew when he was on that deer, I could feel it. I knew by his mannerisms. And in turn, he would know when I'm upset. He would, you know, so I, when you work a dog like that, you have to keep your cool because when you're stressed, they actually get stressed. The level is there with that dog.
2: Hmm. It's that connection. It is. It I really
0: mean, is. Putting the pieces together, I'm realizing why when, when Ron brings Dio to a, a track later. For, that was 2018, by okay. the way, that yep. first yep. one. T- in 2020, I think you brought him to a track. And, he, and That's why when he got out of the truck, he looked at me and he looked at you and was like, oh, no. He's a knucklehead again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we get a lot of repeat customers. You're not the only one. <laughs> a lot of repeat
2: customers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think
0: you've you so um preached that mantra of dead dead deer don't move. Sure. That and weight, the importance of the weight. I think you have guys now calling you even though they
1: probably could recover their deer. It happens sometimes and especially on a bigger deer where it's their target deer, you know, they just don't want to take that chance. Yeah. They want me theirs back up and I understand that. You but it's not
0: that? just backup either that <laughs> I me may, may view it that way, but I, I think it's just it's just something added special to the experience.
1: Oh, yeah. We give them guys an some
0: experience sometimes. It's <laughs> yeah. pretty cool. Well, you had an experience uh, a couple of weeks ago now that's uh, really special. <laughs> Tell us
2: about what, what went down uh, the morning you got shot. Okay. Actually, before you go there, if I could ask one question to lead up to that. Sure. So I have never had you on a track no, for me. Oh,
1: no, he's br- less in the owl.
2: Mostly because I just don't shoot enough deer. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Clean misses are the best. Clean misses are <laughs> That's the best. Uh, I'm too cheap to call you. So, no. uh, you know, why would you call for a spike? That's what I think. Um, no.
2: So, I two years ago today, mm-hmm. okay, I I shot a deer. Uh-oh. And I, remember this. I called you. Uh-huh and the first question you asked me was what kind of broadhead mm-hmm. how close of a shot what way was a deer facing well two of the three of those you didn't like the answer uh, <laughs> and you said you, you know, give him some time yeah but my question for you is when a person begins the process of picking up the phone and calling you
1: mm-hmm.
2: what do you run them through then how do you establish? Okay, that's a track. I'm going to go on, and then how do you start that track?
1: Okay, yeah, great question. So I do have a protocol, just like you said. The list of questions I went through with you was how far the shot was, the angle of the deer, the elevation. So I, I'm not there for the shot. So I'm trying to piece this together in my head, and and there's so many variables to that. You know, if you're shooting a mechanical broadhead, sometimes they tend to deflect, and so your entrance can look great, but. You know, I ask a, a, a pass-through shuttle. <laughs> Mechanical.
2: Yeah, how do you feel about crossbows? Crossbows? <laughs> can, 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 oh, boy. Keep, keep going. <laughs> Sorry. Safety first.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, you know, a pass-through, those questions. And then more importantly is how, how long did you wait before you pursued the deer? You know, and then how far did you go? What did you see on the track? Did you mark the point of loss? Well, and then and importantly... You know, have you gotten hold of the neighbors? If we're going to come and track this deer, we've got to have permission. And more than likely, we're going to maybe be on the neighbor's ground. Mm-hmm. So those series of questions there. And then as far as when I take that track or what I decide on that is, is going to be the timeline. If it's if it's a gut shot deer, and especially right now, a lot of guys don't realize, I'm getting these calls right now. These guys are shooting the deer in the evening, and they're tracking them right away. And a buck right now with rut, pre-rut going on, they're mm-hmm. as strong as they're ever going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're tough to kill already. But right now, they got all that fat and reserves on them. They're super tough. You shoot something in the evening now that's, you know, you're not for sure, probably not a heart, probably not a double lung, or maybe is. It's best just to walk away from it, and go in the daylight. You know, as we said earlier, dead deer goes nowhere, mm-hmm. and track that deer in the daylight and use daylight on your side. Uh, Gary was just out this morning for me and, and found a deer, and the dog was running the track really well and some real thick stuff, and the, the dog had stopped. Well, they stopped and was talking. Gary and the hunter was talking, and they was trying to figure out why the dog was stopped. And the dog was ten feet from him. And Gary got to looking. He said, "Oh my gosh, she's standing around the deer, eating the deer right now." <laughs> so they were standing by the dead deer for like five minutes and couldn't didn't even know it. it? Mm-hmm. So, wow. at nighttime, you're not even gonna, you're not going to see that thing. And they couldn't even see it in the daylight, mm-hmm. you know. So, back to what you was saying, you know, depends on the hit, mm-hmm. you know, in the timeline. And then the other thing would be our location where we're at at the time. If I'm, say, in Southern Illinois and they want me to go to Northern Illinois, I just can't. I'll try to locate somebody else for them, another tracker I know. There's a network we started this year. It's called Illinois Deer Trackers Network. And I know a lot of them guys on there. So we network and we help each other out, help hunters out and stuff through that. So basically it's it's a timeline deal, the injury, and then where we're at in location. Because you just
0: cannot go everywhere. You told us a little while ago you had There's
1: six on the line today so far. Six on the line today. And this is November 1st. November 1st. Yeah, I expect this, you know, and it's really crazy. So I'm going to try to really document someday here in November, or or probably can this year. Usually I can't because I'm on the road and trying to do this stuff. But now that I'm kind of laid up, but between my phone ringing, and then I got text, and then I've got my personal Facebook account, and then I got Slifer's Bloodhound Facebook Messenger as well. To be honest with you, I bet you there's days in November we'll we'll get over 50 people trying to get a hold of me. Wow! Hmm. Next time I need you, I'm just gonna show up. (laughs) (laughs) Show up. Get out of bed, Ron. Yeah. Yeah. So.
2: (laughs) So let's say let's say that you know the hit is something you feel confident with. Mm -hmm. Let's leave it at that. And you decide it's on. You can fit it into your schedule. You decide to show up. You get out of the truck, and how do you begin that process with a with a hunter? How do you? What's that look like? Oh well, his phone's ringing right now. So
1: forgive me, but I've got to celebrate a little bit. So Gary's out. He's already found one. He's just found the second one. Oh man, awesome! So,
2: why are we recording a podcast (laughs) November (laughs) first?
1: We're gonna find that out in a moment. but, But that, I mean, this. With my injury and stuff and being laid up, this that I'm, I am forgive me for looking at my phone, but I saw it was Gary, and so like I knew that was good yeah. news. You know, mm-hmm. that that's a highlight of my day, really. You know, it really sparked me. Jewel of, now, yeah, yeah, Dio's daughter. You know, okay. and that she's three years old, and this is her official first season. We've taken her out on a few tracks before, but this is she's she's she taking the rain. doing reigns. great. She's doing good, and yeah. So you know, we're just I'm blessed. You know, really blessed that that. You know, eventually I I'm kind of mentioned. You guys I know we're getting off the topic a bit here, but I've talked about writing a book, and I think I will. And I don't want to end that book on that note of Dio dying. You know, that's a that's a bad note. So we'll carry that last chapter into Jules, his daughter, doing what she's doing now in the yeah. book that way. If we if I if I can get this book wrote, I've never wrote a book before, but. You guys have read some of my Facebook posts before. They're kind of yeah. novels. Yeah. I can say you're an excellent put them writer. together. You're good to go.
2: Yeah, <laughs> just scroll through. <laughs> yeah,
1: but well, anyway, back to your what, what your, your your stories. Yeah. Kind
0: of go like this, though, Rod. You this is just your personality. You you get knocked down, but you don't stay down. Mm-hmm. You know, you, yeah. you stumble, but you you keep going. Um, and I think I think there's a good lesson there for people. Yeah, right. Things bad things happen. You get your foot smashed. You miss a whole season of what you love to do. So you work and get in shape and you do it again. Yeah. You know, you lose it. You lose deal. You loved. Yeah. And, and you mourn that, but then you, you step up and you hunt with jewel.
1: Yeah. You know, it, 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 I just had this discussion the other day when I was hurt in, when I had the motorcycle wreck in 16, it was I remember being in the hospital going down the hall in the wheelchair and looking over at, at a door that was open to a room and there was a guy strapped to a bed and the bed was turned over upside down and he strapped this bed facing the floor, you know, it's like, Put you in perspective, you know. I mm. mean, it felt horrible for the guy, but I thought to myself, I'm not that bad. I'm hurting and leg infection and a lot of things going on. But this guy here, you know, look at him. He's in a bed, and that's probably where he's at all the time. And They just revolve this bed. He looks mm. up and he looks down, and it really puts things in perspective when you see that, you know. Mm. Just, but.
0: Mm. Well, if people stayed with us this long, it's because they're waiting to hear this next part. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you get out of the truck. You, yep. you start your process.
1: Yep, yep. Met with the hunter. He called me the night before. It was his target deer. Beautiful deer. Had a big drop tying on it. Uh, shot it in a food plot. About a 60-yard shot, I think he said, with a crossbow. Uh, give it a little time. The deer run out of sight and into some CRP, which at CRP was probably waist high, big field of it so he goes down after the shot investigates finds a broken bolt with blood on it and then that's when he calls me You know, it's like this is the deal tells me everything he just said and i said well you can go track it in the morning if you want on your own or we can come down and he said well i'm definitely was we, on the same page he wasn't going to do anything that night he just if the deer was worth that to give it you know all night and he sent me a picture a little bit later, and, and I said, whoa, that's a, that's a nice deer. You don't want a chance out. I said, you do what you want to do, but if you want us, you may want to say you want us, and we'll be down there on that, and we'll try to help you out. So we, we made arrangements, came down the next morning, uh, got out, told him the, kind of the protocol, and uh, again, once again, we, as usual, took a knee as we're harn- harnessing up Jewel and said the prayers I usually do, always do, actually, and started out on the track. And we started out where the broken bolt was, and, and Jill was doing great. It was kind of a windy day, but she was doing great in the soybeans and on the blood, and we're cutting the CRP, and we're in the CRP, and it's really hard to track in that CRP stuff. Seeing that blood and the grass and the weeds, but she was on. You, you could tell she was on. Gary gets in our ways, and we find a wound bed. Well, this is good. This is good. We're probably 60, 50 yards, somewhere in that on the track already. To find a wound bed, that's a good sign find another wound bed and we're standing there on that me and the hunter watching jewel work from that she does a big circle and what the deer had done and she'd figured it out it didn't go up ahead it actually backtracked off that second bed backtracked towards the woods and we was finding sporadic blood leading to the woods and uh i was videotaping at the time with on my phone we was starting a youtube channel this year and got a few things on there right now it's kind of went to the wayside now but uh I was behind Gary videotaping. The hunter was behind me, and uh, just stepped in the woods. And all of a sudden, and I heard I heard the crossbow go off, you know, behind me. And but I didn't realize it all happened so fast. But about that time, I I tripped. I fell. It's like, well, what the heck, you know, what why did what did I, I trip over? There's nothing here. And when I tripped and looked down at my leg, and know that crossbow bolt was stuck through my leg. It had come through back behind by my oh. knee, and. There it is hanging out. You know, it's like, a oh, oh. few choice words were said, of course. You know? <laughs> and kind of the weirdest thing, guys, is I, you know, everybody said that had to hurt, and it didn't. I did not feel any pain at all. Hmm. It's the craziest thing, you know. And I know you literally it, fell and didn't know why you fell. Yeah, that, that thing took my leg out. The power of that thing, that bolt hit me, it just hit me like bam, and I went down. Hmm. So you didn't, thought, you didn't even feel it? I didn't feel it. You know, I... I That's crazy. Heard, I heard the crossbow bolt. <clears throat> I heard the crossbow. You know that distinct sound. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it, it was like, pop, pop. It was so quick. But I did not feel the impact. I didn't... Well, he, I was, just, he was really close to you. He was less than 10 feet. <laughs> <sighs> you know, so... And why that thing didn't blow on through, I don't I don't know. But it didn't, you know. And so, kind of went down, kind of gathered my thoughts a bit. And then there was a tree over here to my right. And I scooted up to that and just propped myself up to it. So, at that
2: point, like... When it goes off and you realize like how far is the dog ahead of you and they're still doing their thing right yeah, what time yeah. what
1: time was this oh I'm, I'm gonna get I, I should know that but I'm gonna guesstimate it was probably eight o'clock in the morning, something like that
2: so it was 8.45 when he got hold of us, I think
1: yeah yeah <laughs> it, it I got pictures yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought
2: I, I honestly run. You're, I don't believe half of what you say sometimes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so whenever You're I a got jokester. the message, I was like, oh, this is an early Halloween prank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like this, because I looked at that and I was like, okay. All he did was take a pocket knife, cut a hole in his jeans, and shove the ball through. Would that, do. You would which,
1: do that. Yeah. I would do that. Yeah. I would. I, I thought Jeff me. was joking with me too. Yeah. Whenever he I it. looked
0: at that and I thought, that's a pretty serious joke. <laughs> right? <laughs> And, and I, I just laughed at you. I even you, because you even sent another picture of it, bandaged up with blood running down your leg. You know, and I was like, somebody's gone to the effort of putting on medical gloves.
1: I thought, man, you really took this one to the yeah. end. Uh, it, you yeah. know, it's that old story. It's, it's going to come back and haunt me. The little boy that cried wolf. You know, it's like that's what's kind of <laughs> like, going on here. Isn't you it? are funny. And when then Tara yeah sent uh, a message, it's like you're kidding me. So yeah, that's that, real.
2: That, that's when we knew there was no joking around. Yeah.
1: So and that, that was a tough call. You know, when you call your wife and. How do you how do you break this to your wife? Because I, how, how did Tara you? Yeah, how emotional. did you do that? So I, I st- strategically planned that. You know, I'm sitting there talking to Gary. You know, <laughs> strategically, said, I've got I've got to relay this to Tara, but I just can't say immediately I got shot because she's going to go hysterical. Yeah. So I call her, and it's probably five ten minutes after the shot, and she answered, and I said, Tara, I said, I need you to t- do something a big favor for me. She said, Okay. what is She knew in my voice. Something was wrong, and and I said. This is a huge favorite. Just, I need you to go home and do this for me. I'll do it. What is it? I said, I need you to go home and take a picture of the medicine I'm taking for my blood pressure. You know, they're going to need that. What? What do you <laughs> mean? I said, okay, now that you know I'm talking to you and I'm okay, I've got shot. I've been shot in the leg. I'm okay. That's why I'm calling you and talking to you about this. So rather than just break the news and I got mm-hmm. shot with a crossbow bolt in my leg, you know, I yeah. kind of worked her up to it. And it still wasn't easier for her to take, but I think it helped a lot, you know. And she, and she did. She went home. She got the picture. and for me and sent that to me so they had it you know at, after they airlifted me off to st louis and stuff and a buddy had loaded her up and, and took her to st louis because she just wasn't in the the right mind we are
2: we are jumping way ahead in the story yeah yeah
0: <laughs> yeah so you got shot you fall, you don't know what yeah <laughs> so you're you
1: looking at a crossbow bolt you get to a tree
2: yeah you get to a tree and realize what's going on yeah
1: yeah just so you're looking at you know and like i said no pain i'm looking at this thing and it's like this is crazy and, and i'll be honest with you I did grab a hold of it one time. I wanted to yank it out. It's like whoa. Oh. you know, but it's instinctual. I think sure. you just yeah, want it right. out. And I remember Gary said, Gary saying, "Don't do that, Leave it alone. You yeah. know, you're bleeding. Just leave it alone."
0: How bad were you bleeding?
1: Not bad on the top side, but I on the bottom side where the entrance was, I could feel the wetness on my, you know, running down my leg and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'll get, we'll get to it pretty soon. But I was bleeding pretty good. You yeah, know, that's a two-inch cut. You Which
2: know. what? Out of curiosity, so it was Rage Broadhead? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that it did so it, it opened, yeah, did, did it open
0: all the way it, it deployed so how was, here's uh, the backstory on this why we asked this in left
2: <laughs>
0: hates mechanical broadheads <laughs> right uh, they're okay not just tell the truth. <laughs> just yeah just, I, I will tell that <laughs> you're, you're on the church not, not podcast. his preference that's for sure
1: <laughs> so, so yeah i I dislike him it, but ron they work they do <laughs> and, and that's that's the thing yeah, how
2: I, was so. how was the Bud trail that day <laughs>
1: so we've got this joke with the hunters it, uh, the tracker buddies of mine they'll say you know if, if you shoot one in the leg you can chase it down with a dog and push it you know if you've got enough real estate and property and finish that deer off and that's what some of the guys saying you should have pushed him you know it's a leg wound you know flesh wound i heard this again but, but back, back to the, the mechanical thing you know the minute i say i hate it they're not good you know i'm, I'm not the thing I see about mechanicals are they deflect. I've I've seen broadside deer get shot, yeah. and the arrow deflects and goes out the back of the deer when we find it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like yeah. that deflection's a huge thing, and I, but they kill deer. You know, but so
0: the, well I was kind of joking with you, but uh, man, I, I think the Lord was looking out for you. Oh yeah, and oh, the way yeah. that thing deployed so absolutely,
1: on your leg, absolutely. So the broadhead yeah. went through my tibia, the biggest bone below the, the knee there, sure. of the two. And barely missed my knee joint. I mean, it, it just right below my knee, and uh, went in two inch. Yeah, expandable. Stuck in there, and but
0: it, but it went in vertically. vertically. So vertically.
1: so when it deployed, it opened up vertically, versus horizontally. And, and I've seen deer. You probably have too, maybe that actually their legs have been shot off with, mm-hmm. a, with a mechanical broadhead. Mm-hmm. So if you think about that, there's more artery that runs down there, some major blood vessels. We narrowly missed that had it open horizontally looking
0: at the wound it's right beside it it's right right there
1: right there incredibly close um, so Did it had a bleeder on it on the I didn't no, no 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 just if a it tube, had a bleeder
2: on it it
1: probably would have got it yeah would have wow. nicked it or cut it probably
2: so gary These is bleaters. trained gary, right
1: gary's an emt first responder for Sturtson. uh and i was at one time too down at watson down here and, and that's been several back years back but so I propped up against that tree, and I remember getting the chills a little bit, you know. and that, that's just a sign your body's going in shock. But mm-hmm. I kept talking back and forth to Gary. I could see it in Gary's eyes. He was studying me, watching my eyes, watching my complexion. I felt good with Gary being there. He was mm-hmm. there. was pretty calm this and This is a total man. accident. Honestly, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I was more worried for the hunter than I was myself. He was just hysterical. You know, he, he just shot you me. You actually
2: said that in
0: I mean, your message to, to your us. text because you probably don't. don't remember this, but... It says, guys, I was shot by a crossbow. Mm. Mm.
2: Crossbow?
0: Crossbow. <laughs> crossbow. Please pray for the hunter. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, just, I just seen that. There's, there's an arrow sticking out of your leg. What are you thinking? <laughs> uh, well, tell me why you, why did you say that?
1: So, so he was behind me, the hunter, and, and he was just hysterical. He didn't yeah. know what to do. I imagine. You know, he, you know I, I would probably, all of us sitting here would feel the same way. Well, probably.
0: at this point, but, he doesn't know if you're going to live, too.
1: No. Uh, yeah. He's pretty serious stuff, you know, and. I did. I I think I, at that time I thought it was going to be okay. Some time had went by, but he just, he wouldn't calm down. You know, we, we tried to calm him down the best we could, you know, and that's why I kind of reached out to you guys. I knew what he, the torment he was going through, you know, and I just, that prayer was going to help him as well as me. I know, you know, but he needed it too, you Mm -hmm. know? So, um, but yeah, we're sitting there against the tree and, and the first responders probably show up 25, 30 minutes later to end the, have hard time them. hard
2: time finding you or
1: actually yeah well it went too bad it went to the pol uh, <laughs> <and> they, they, <laughs> <laughs> yeah The they point just, of yeah so no the we talked to the hunter you know we heard the sirens coming and we told him so okay go out there and meet him on the road and then lead him in here and, and that worked pretty good unfortunately it wasn't deep in the woods we just come out of the crp right on the edge of the woods okay uh that's right first responders come in and that picture i showed you they they gary first unscrewed the broadhead and we didn't want nobody to get cut secondarily by the broadhead sticking out there and then they wrapped it up and and, and you know compressed everything so control the bleeding and stuff and of course there they cut off my new dan's brush gear but there's already a hole in it from the rage but <laughs> but that's protocol they cut your jeans off and all that you know get me secured and loaded up on the ambulance and then the helicopter, like I said, since we're so close to the woods, Dave was able to land in the CRP okay. mm-hmm. and didn't have very far to, to get me out of the woods or nothing like that. So that was a good thing there and a the blessing, too, that we happened to be so close to that landing spot. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's crazy, crazy helicopter ride. Flew
0: to St. Louis. Yeah. A little procedure to fix it.
1: So, yeah, get this. So there, there's a brace in, in there to, to maneuver into the helicopter on the gurney. And this brace is in the way because there's probably 12 to 14 inches of the bolt sticking out of my leg. And I had to move my leg sideways and just barely squeeze into that helicopter. There's there's no room <laughs> on this thing. It's very tight. <clears throat> None, no, no pain. The whole thing, the whole flight and everything. And then I'm laying on my back, and that broadhead is out of the, the bolt, and blood is coming. This is pretty graphic, gory. Oh, but blood is actually coming up out of that bolt and dripping out of that. I don't know how that happened, but... <laughs> They was looking in the back and said, that's weird. Why is it? Yeah. Yeah. So. No passing out? No. We'll get close to that. So <laughs> so they get me. I'm and about I, to go myself. <laughs> <laughs> so we we get, you know, land on the roof. That's first, I think that's the first time I've been on a helicopter. You know, and they land on the roof. It's got to cool down. And they tell me, they said, they're going to bombard you with people. They meant you get off here. And, and they did. They bombarded me, checked me out. Word ta-
2: was going to the hospital, oh. and everybody was like, "No way." <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and they didn't want to touch me out there at the scene. You know, they didn't yeah. want to try to move anything on that bolt. Didn't mm-hmm. know if it's nicked the artery or any veins or anything. Mm-hmm. So they just wanted to secure it and let let them X-ray and do the CAT scan and see where what the damage was. So I'm laying on the table in there, uh, and they're prepping me out, and, and they have no idea what's in my leg. These, these are all city people. You know, they're looking at this crossbow bolt and like, what is this thing? Because the broadhead's off of it and it's like, they're just thinking it's a straight shaft in my leg and that was it. So I had to Google what a crossbow bolt looked like <laughs> and explain to them, now there's three veins and a knock inside my leg yet. You know, it came through the back side. What you're seeing is the shaft, but this other stuff's up inside me yet. Did you send them a bill for your consultation? I need to. <laughs> or <a discount? laughs> I didn't know what. No, they... They were sitting. They were. Man, what does this world come to? Oh,
2: so it buried all the way to the fletchings. The fletchings so it, were inside of you. Yeah, it just, just almost complete
1: pasture. <laughs> if you was to see my leg that day, you, you wouldn't see the fletching. Nothing. The knock. Nothing. Wow. It, it was just buried into the bone. That's wild. And, and like I said, why it didn't blow through, I don't know. But there was there was a point there. You know, I felt in good hands. I knew I was in good hands at that point, in a great place. And I'll be honest with you guys. It was a scary time, because I I, I told him I remember saying to him, you know, I said I feel weird, guys. I feel weird. I, I just don't feel right. I'm getting cold. I feel weird, and I remember him looking at my blood pressure, and they said, oh my God, you're tanking. Hmm. And they give me a unit of blood, and it it brought me right back, but I'd lost so much blood at that point, my blood pressure was going, and I actually called Tara at that point because I didn't know. I, I even though I knew I was in a great place, but when you get to that point where you feel weird, and you know it's not right, and then you're hearing them say your blood pressure's gone, it really freaks you out. And you you know you want to talk to the one you love the most, you know. So I was calling her, and I, I was crying then. And it, but that it was weird. That the minute they put that in the blood in me, I, I'm back. Hmm. You know, I, I'd lost to that point. I'd lost a, a lot of blood but I was in a great place at the right time. Everything was done right. You know, they, they flew me out. They secured me at the scene, you know, and and it's perfect. That's what I'm saying. You
0: were as unfortunate as you were blessed because any turn at all on that broadhead.
1: Oh, I just, yeah. You
0: lose so much more blood.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the seventh here in a few more days, I'll go get these stitches and staples out and we'll know more as far as soft tissue damage and stuff like that. But you see me, I'm walking on it, you know, Mm -hmm. it hurts a little, but they told me that uh, they ended up putting two screws in there. The the bone actually split, so they had to put two screws in it to to hold it tight. Uh, Those will probably be permanent, I guess. But the fact that I'm weight bearing, and, and they said weight bear to the m- bow she can. I just picked up and started walking about three days after the fact without a walker. You know,
0: so it's a funny part of the story the surgeon actually is opening it up. And- oh. <laughs> Yeah, so I, there's I, a light glowing in his leg. Yeah, <laughs> what's and that, wrong
1: with this man? That really freaked him out, which it would if I they bet. If, if they didn't know they're in there cutting around, digging. It's like, why? What? There's a light inside blowing. here, you know. So the lit knock, I don't know what that was. I know it was a uh, Raven crossbow bolt. So whatever they put on there is a good knock. I'll, I'll testify to that. You know, they waterproof, <laughs> Bloodproof. <laughs> you know, and there's a, the scary part. You know, they're opening me up and digging in there, and, and that's a lot to to be in your body. You know, infection still rings in my head from the last time and mm-hmm. but we're good so far we're good you mm-hmm. know and i think we're over that hump i think mm-hmm. you know so now it's just to figure out the soft tissue damage and stuff like that
0: so the excitement is all
1: over you're headed yeah. home so yeah so the next <laughs> next day the excitement it's is not just over, not over. <laughs> this is ron Sliper we're you're talking just to just only you is what i hear all the time but yeah so they're saying to me the next day if you can do these things that we if you can stand up and, and walk up a step and, and walk for us, we'll let you go home. Well, that's all I needed here. It's like you told me what I need to do, I'm gonna do it. I'm I want out of this place. Yeah. So I end up the guy come in and the therapist and I did the things and I said, Okay, we'll we'll dismiss you, you know, and they give me the orders and stuff. And that was around noon. Finally by seven o'clock we we're getting out of the hospital. For whatever reason it took forever to get out, and that sometimes that happens I guess, but so we got a, a minivan. And I'm wearing dark sweatpants, probably the same hoodie, maybe. And it's seven o'clock, dark at night, but there's lights underneath where we're at at the hospital. And, and uh, Tara opens the door, and the seats are folded down. I slide in. I'm laying there on the floor. We're getting ready to go. I thought, oh, we forgot something in the room. And Tara said, "Well, I'll just I'll run up and go get it." So she pulled the van up, left it running. Wasn't unoccupied. I was in there, you know. But anyway, <laughs> pulls the van up, pulls it off the side, out of the way, and and uh, she's gone for a few minutes, and and this guy gets in the van, <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Appar- apparently he didn't see me. Obviously he didn't because the, the tinted windows, and I'm laying on the floor. He just thought it was an unoccupied van sitting there running. And whoa, whoa, whoa! What are you doing, dude? Oh, I'm I'm security. I I got to move your van. You can't let it sit here. <laughs> yeah. Your security with your hat on sideways and baggy clothes and smoking a cigarette. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's like, so I just, I, you know, I'm in a pickle now because he's, he's hey, moving the van. What's
2: running through your mind at this oh, point? I,
1: it really, it is what do I do? Do I really call this guy out now, you know, or what, you know? So I'm a little weird freaking out here. It's like he's not security. I know he's not. So I, I'm raising up. He knows this, he's not either. Yeah. You know, <laughs> And then the guy was so cool about that. That's what's crazy. He just belted that line out like it, you know, because he didn't know I was there. Because he'd done
2: it before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's probably done it before. Yeah.
1: Uh, so anyway, I'm laying on the floor, kind of, and then I raise up as we're and I realize he's pulling out on the main road. He is going on the main road. Yes. He looks a right, and so I was like, man, what am I? Am I going to call this guy out? I can't defend myself. Really, I'm in a bad shape, you know, and I don't know where he's going. I don't know. I have no idea what what's going on. I'm going for a ride. <laughs> Do you have a phone or anything with you? I do. You know, okay. But you're sitting there trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. You know, it's just... So, I start telling him my ordeal. It's like, dude, man, I've had a heck of a day. You know, yesterday I get shot with a crossbow and it's in my leg. I go through the surgery and now I don't know what's going on, you know, where you're taking me, you know, and just kind of kept it light. Didn't want to elevate, escalate. <laughs> and uh, Your
0: playing is cool.
1: Oh, And I'm scared. I was scared. I ain't going to lie because... I.
2: Yeah. I feel like you'd be the last one I'd want to like raise up in the back of a van. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I definitely caught him off guard. So what had happened was he went down, took a ride out of the hospital, went down, and I don't know if you're familiar with Barnes, but I he ended exactly up you're talking pulled about. right into to Children's Hospital, okay, and stops right there on the main road and just puts it in park and jumps out and takes off running. <laughs> Security. <laughs> so so that that raises red flags. People see this like, and that's what security told me. There's bicycle cops. That, I guess that's what they are. They're, they're right around bicycles. There's bicycle security. Cars. But they come about three minutes later, and they open the door, and there I am laying, and I told them what happened. And they said, yeah, well, somebody had saw this guy get out of the van, run off, and leave it running in the intersection. So it, it raised red flags. <laughs> and so they want me to ID this guy, and I can't because he never turned around and looked at me. You know, I could kind of describe his clothes, and that was about it. But the craziest thing was, you know, I mean— so, Tara had no idea. She had no idea. Think about Tara. She's coming down now out of the room. Van's
0: gone. Hey. Van's gone. I'm <laughs> doing okay again. But... Yeah. And, you know, as we talked
1: about, I'm kind of a joker, you know, and that's kind of what she thought at first. But then she thought, there's... of course she did. <laughs> but then she thought, there's no way he can't, he can't yeah. with these legs. There's no way he can get up in that front seat, you know. And then panic sets in. Poor woman. So, yeah. I've been saying that for years, though. <laughs> i got a
0: theory about all this what's that <laughs> No. oh boy you she, can tell me afterwards she, i don't will she get offended if i say she, maybe she had a hit out on you
1: you know and then she she paid a guy to kidnap you. no the first you just cross, keep coming back <laughs> the crossbow didn't work and so now or she's on the plan b so, <laughs> so when, when you're laying around and you got time and your mind kind of goes off i thought that i thought you need to step it up girl who you're paying you know these guys ain't with a crap this is not professional work this this guy the hitman, couldn't finish me off and then the guy kidnapped me he he chickened out he couldn't get rid of me you know he chickened out but i I think it it was some humor on it you know i called text a buddy and told him what was going down when all this is kind of going down and his his reply was the best he said dude you just about ended up on a milk carton you know, <laughs> a missing person you know on a milk carton and, and that puts it in reality like i know we're laughing about it now oh yeah you know but this could have went way south in this situation yeah, two days you would have had a hard time defending yourself oh uh, so well, at the point turned, you get turned around down there oh, and you don't no. know where well, you yeah, are and those
0: guys they just pull a gun on you and you're done
1: oh and, and that and and when he jumped out of the van i'm thinking what's well, running through my head is he got buddies over here he's gonna load up in the van now mm. oh yeah you know and come back and really work me over you are not very many blocks from a lot of problems mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. So, and, like I said, spot. I think it just was such a shock. He he wanted to steal the vehicle, but he didn't want no part of the kidnapping. I kind of put a wrench to yeah. that. If he would have
2: hooked a left, you would have been in a whole lot more trouble. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Most as soon, soon of, as you yeah, went over gone. the bridge, gone. yep, you're gone. gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And, uh, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> but yeah. uh, her purse, Tara's purse, and her cell phone was right there in between the seats. I mean, that guy didn't. He was just gone. He didn't want any part of it. He didn't guy. want any part of it. So very lucky there. But poor Tara, you know, I'm trying to get a hold of her. And then I realized, well, there's her cell phone. It's like, oh, no. How, now what? how's she going to get a hold of me? And She's probably freaking out, you know. Uh-huh. And luckily there was a guy there, an older gentleman, that, that saw she was pretty distressed and asked her. And he barred, she borrowed his phone. And I had this weird Missouri phone number come through. And I thought, well, either it's a track call or it's Tara. <laughs> she borrowed somebody's phone. <laughs> so I answered. And it. It was my wife. She barred this guy's phone and got so what'd you what'd you tell her? I told her what happened, said you had me kidnapped, you left the band <laughs> run. <running." laughs> no, told her what had happened, you know, and she she was pretty distraught. you know, she was freaked out. But, yeah, I bet. Uh security was able to hook us up back together and they was all like they was just bewildered. That was a first for them. You know, they're scratching their heads and it's like, This has never happened. they we had vehicles stolen but never had anybody attempt to kidnap. Them? Yeah and they was going to charge the guy with that if if they could have found him that night it was going to be vehicular be theft and attempted kidnapping hmm. which they never did catch the guy as of yet it's still under investigation but uh, there's cameras all over that hospital mm-hmm. i think they know I'm sure it. it's on video somewhere yeah, they, they they told me that that they'll be able to ID him whether they'll just he'll show up again is the other thing mm-hmm. or whether they can yeah. find him hmm. Hmm. so yeah 2 days of, of adventure there that
0: what a life ron yeah, I told you before we started, I wasn't sure if I even wanted to, you know,
1: like sit next to you, <laughs> might get shot or kidnapped or maybe both. So oh, Just, yeah, I you can't, and, you know, I was interviewed on WAND TV and I think I said it on there right towards the end. It's like, you just can't make that stuff up, you know, and, and you know, just two days of unfortunate events. We, and we laugh at it and we play it down, but it's like, it's, it was serious. Yeah. yeah. Either one of those could be life-threatening yeah absolutely you know i'm just i'm happy to sit here to share the story with everybody and stuff you know and happy to see you guys and and happy to have my donuts to eat you know (laughs) yeah what i really think
2: is cool about this ron is like just when i when i first met you um and who you are today has changed because of your your growing faith oh yeah
1: absolutely you know and so yeah yeah, i mean
2: like thinking about four or five years ago when i met you to today i think you would have handled the situation you're you've walked through a lot differently oh but
1: no doubt there's no doubt in, in my mind definitely yeah. absolutely 100 percent. you know and i'm thinking about saying the prayer and stuff and, and it kind of flashes in my head that there was one incident where we recovered a deer for, for chris Lanier, our buddy oh yeah yeah, Missouri, yeah chris yep and it just moved me so much so we found his deer bigly and i remember chris stopping and saying okay guys we're going to pray over this deer and it's there's there was half dozen other guys on that track. Half the town came on that track with us, I think. But we're
2: Chris standing. Is an we're, awesome dude.
1: Yeah. Awesome. But but Chris led us all in prayers. We're standing over this deer with our heads bowed in the middle of the wood. You know, half dozen grown men. And you know, man, that just profoundly affected so me.
0: there, there's a moment right there that's important. You know, for our perspective on things. The that guy took a risk. Mm-hmm. Maybe he didn't view it as such, but for a lot of us, that would have been a risk to. You know, to look like some
2: step out, yeah,
0: some faith guy, yeah, right. So he just said, "Let's pray." Yeah, and but look what it did to you. Just that simple thing. Oh,
1: I'm telling you. It, so stepping back a few years, when I started tracking, I didn't pray before these tracks. You know, I just went and did them, and then it become like okay, I started growing my faith. So I'd ask the hunter. You know, I, I would ask the hunters, and nobody never said no. You know, a lot of them said, "I've been praying all night already." <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but you know, so I would. So, but I would ask, and then as another year or two went by, I said, I'm just going to do this no matter mm-hmm. what. Yeah. You know, this That's, They're calling me. This is my track. I'm going to do this. You came and tracked for my daughter, and
0: that was the thing she remembered about mm. that track was we stopped and prayed and yeah. i was like yeah that's what like that's what we do you know and yeah she's still
1: she'd actually whenever i showed her
0: that picture she's like oh that's a guy
1: that came <laughs> tracked and we prayed before we went on the track that's awesome you know and if if i can reach somebody that way that's that's awesome you know i mean i know even just a prayer or two sometimes and saying that prayer and we're on the track and i'm standing back with the hunter and gary's doing his thing it leads into the discussion with a hunter. We're out there in the woods, and they're opening up some per- pretty personal stuff, or they're shall- share their testimony, or when they were saved. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty awesome stuff.
0: We we had those banquets, and one of our big pushes in that was just to communicate. You know, you can be, you you can be a real manly man. Yeah. You know, an outdoors guy. You can do all these things, and have faith, and that faith matters, mm-hmm. yeah. right? You don't have to get rid of all that stuff if you're going to be a a follower of God. It's just you take that with you as a part of your life, and it affects Absolute. you on, an, on a daily
1: basis. Hundred percent.
0: That that's important to note. And I, I kind of joked with you before, you know, like, did you pray on this one? Yeah. When he got shot, <laughs> I, I didn't
1: pray hard enough, did I? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, we don't know what the answer to your prayer was, because sure. I know you pray for safety on the oh, tracks. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, you, you didn't die.
1: No. The broadhead opened vertically. Did God?
0: I don't, you know, I don't, we
1: don't know. You can't, you don't know, you know, and that's what people say. Well, the motorcycle accident when you had that, that was just you was burning the candle at both ends and it was to slow you down. And this was the same way. I, I don't know if that's true, but I can tell you this that it's a testimony I can sit here and talk about. And, and I know just from what happened to me and telling the story that I know it's going to prevent this from happening again from somebody else. Mm-hmm so i network with this is an oklahoma t-shirt here it's a blood tracker association in oklahoma so most of these states have a network and i've had people from all over you know due to social media yeah. but they'll reach out to me i've gotten phone calls personal phone calls you know hey i'm changing my protocol we're not allow crossbow bolts in in the bow and the bolt uh crossbow anymore
0: mm-hmm. may save somebody's life
1: yeah it may have saved somebody's life or an injury you know so it, you know, again, out of that something bad, we'll make something good of this, you know? Mm-hmm. You know? I,
0: I think people have a perspective sometimes that it's maybe, maybe we faith people promote this, but like, did you, you know, to pray is to get a result that we're seeking. Yeah. And you don't necessarily get the exactness of what you think is the right answer when you pray something, but you're getting an answer. Oh, yeah. You may have got that protection, or, or if, if, at the very least, and I, I don't say this like it's not important, but you went through all this crap. But you went through it knowing you were all right with God.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a big deal. You know, and I got I got to thank my mom. I did that a couple of years ago. I said, Mom, I, I hated Sunday school. You dressed me up and drugged me by my ear <laughs> to Sunday school. But had you not put that foundation in me, you know, mm. that's what it was. I mean, my mom did that. She drugged me to church, you know, screaming and crying. And that was that enough foundation somewhere where, as I got older in life, I realized, you know, I've got to have God in my yeah, life. Got to have that. Mm-hmm. So thanks, thanks, mom.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: What's next for Slifer Bloodhounds?
1: So Gary's out running the dog. He just found another one. I'm going to send him out on another track. You know, here pretty soon. So we're going to let that continue until We're wrap this up so he can go. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll get the stitches out November seventh. Get a little more info on that, and uh, just pray for a safe season. Yet, you know, and and just ride the season out and you're going to get to go again. I'll probably go in the truck, sit in the truck, and help a little bit, and, and I'll definitely be the dispatch. You know, writing things down, the calls as they come in, and, and figuring out where we're going to go next. So I'll, I'll be part, I'll be a part of the action. I won't be out there physically doing. I can't see myself doing that, but I really want to. But it just depends on what the doctor yeah, says. I, on I the got seventh. one
0: picked out. Same spot as that fifty-two hour track. <laughs> All where, right. Where was yeah, that you again?
1: Know,
2: he's got repeat customers. <laughs> we'll put you
0: in a deer cart and get you on site. Oh
2: yeah. baby. <laughs>
1: Yeah. You know. <laughs> but yeah, I, I miss it a lot, you know, and but but I'm you know, I'm here to I'm here. I'm here to i I'm sitting on the sideline, things are good. It makes me feel so good that I've trained Jewel to see her do what she's doing and, and, and to know that she's part of Dio. It's like I miss that dog immensely. And and just to know he's carrying on through her kinda, you know, the story continues through her, the legacy if you want to call it that. But for me in my life that means a lot. And and she's helping others, you know, you guys know when you inj- injure a deer and lose it, it's a horrible feeling. It's mm-hmm. part of hunting, unfortunately, and part of it. But man, when you get that closure and you find that deer eventually or something, it means a lot. You know, and that, so we're helping some people there, you know, and stuff and, and relief. And there's I think the one he just found was a kid's first buck. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, wow, you know, it's cool. not
1: only the big bucks that are awesome, everybody likes the big bucks, but you can't you can't describe that feeling. I, I remember when I first started tracking, there was a, a young girl in Shelbyville. and we did a track for her, it was at night. And she was right on my heels, her and her dad, and we we're doing the blood trail. And I looked ahead to stop, and I looked ahead and put the light on, and I said, "I think he's got it." And just the gasp from that young girl, she oh, mm-hmm. just like that. He did, you know. I, I get goosebumps talking about that. Seriously, that—that's awesome. The big bucks are awesome, but that—that'll never leave my head, you know. And that story, that young girl will tell that story to her kids and whatever, you know. And all these deer that we put on the wall, these trophy deer or any deer there's a story to it, you know, that this dog did this for me and, and that story would be told, you know, it's, it's just so cool. You know, mm-hmm. I never, ever dreamt that it would be, become what it was. And I'm blessed in a lot of ways. Uh, it just, through Dio, you know, I, I, I owe a lot to that dog and, and, and life we had. And like I said, eventually maybe we'll write a book, you know, and I hope to do that. So.
2: Yeah. Thanks for being here, man. Hey, we're, thank-
1: we're going to put your contact info.
0: Yeah. Like you don't get enough calls already <laughs> <laughs> and all that business, but um, probably throw some pictures in okay yeah we can do that thanks for joining us hey thanks for
1: inviting me guys it's always good always good
0: thank you for watching